0: Welcome to Beyond Grit, the podcast that seeks to create and foster a community of people who want to learn, develop, and employ the 10 powerful practices to gain a high performance edge. Whether you're an athlete, a parent, a coach, or just someone looking to improve yourself, the Beyond Grit podcast shows you step by step how to reach your peak potential. The Beyond Grit podcast is based on the book Beyond Grit, written by Sindra Kampoff, PhD, founder, and CEO of Mentally Strong Consulting, and a professor. ...at Minnesota State University, Mankato. Sindra, a keynote speaker and entrepreneur, is also a certified mental performance coach for professional athletes, executives, and championship teams from around the nation, including the NFL's Minnesota Vikings. Sindra's co-host is Tim McNiff, Emmy Award-winning news and sports journalist, strategic communications consultant, and storyteller for the National Sports Center. This is the Beyond Grit Podcast.
1: Hi again, everybody, and welcome to Beyond Grit Podcast, episode 15. I'm Tim McNiff, alongside PhD, Cinder Kampoff, high-performance coach, founder and director at the Center for Sport and Performance Psychology, and of course, a professor at Minnesota State University, Mankato. May I say, first, belated Merry Christmas. How was your Christmas?
2: It was amazing. It was everything that I would want. You know, it's time with your family. Lots of good food, just relaxing, so it was amazing. How was yours, Tim?
1: Uh, mine was great, but before we go there, let me ask you, because um, you, I think, had some travel, outstate travel, and so the weather actually was cooperative for you also.
2: It was, which is nice. I'm glad I'm not traveling today.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: Uh, Iowa, that's where my husband grew up, and Omaha is where my parents live, so we were there four or five days, uh, but it was nice to get home. And just, like, you know, be with our, our immediate family now. So uh,
1: so without going into overly great detail, that, that's quite an, an adventure. So, like, when do you leave? Where do you spend Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and and now you're back?
2: So we leave Christmas Eve in the morning for my husband in Sheldon, Iowa. Um, and the great thing is Sheldon's on the way to Omaha. So, you know, two hours to Sheldon. Then uh, that night, really late at night, no gas stations are open. So we made that mistake one time where we didn't get gas. That was kind of scary. <laughs> but then we yeah. all the way to Omaha um, and spend uh, until about the 27th there. So it's nice. It's My sisters live um, – I have two sisters, one who lives in Omaha, one who lives in Park City, Utah. So it's nice when we all get together and, like, um, have some fun times. So
1: And, and I mean, you had the whole family together.
2: Yeah, yeah. How about you? What do you do?
1: Um, so my wife is from the east side of St. Paul. It's funny because when we first uh, met each other as freshmen up at UMD, um, we started to talk and, and, and everything and started, whenever the conversation came around Christmas, I was like... My family's Christmas Day, I mean Christmas Eve has always been like hard for me because I just sit around waiting for Christmas Day. It's always yeah, been really boring to right. me. and she's like, well, my family's Christmas Eve. I mean, it's the complete opposite. We all celebrate Christmas Eve and Christmas Day is more or less, you know it's over. that sort of thing. So when we started to like date and then of stayed together, it's always been her family Christmas Eve and my family Christmas Day. And nice. as the yeah, and as the families have gotten older, everyone's clan has gotten larger. So some yeah. people don't come anymore, as their you know families have gotten larger, or they may stop in for a little while. But we did that. We went out to my sister's, uh, my wife's sister's place, um, near Stillwater. And then on Christmas Day, um, we were supposed to go over to a niece of mine's, but uh, one of my daughters is sort of under the weather, so okay. we just decided to lay low. And um, I knew I had work coming up with. The National Sports Center and the Super Rank, and we're in the midst of the yeah, we're in the midst of the uh, Brooks Holiday Classic, and um, I really wanted to make sure that I was in the best you know physical shape I could be in for that to give it my best. And so far, we're two days down. We're going to crown champions in the boys' division of play today, which is December twenty eighth as we record this. And then have will have the 29th off and then back for three more days of the girls tournament uh, right over at New Year's. So it's, it's awesome. I mean to see uh, all these teams and we had teams from Wisconsin and outstate Minnesota you know down for this, and, uh, and, and to see how the different coaches handled. Christmas and you know um you know giving their teams time off and how teams reacted or didn't react and it's just it's just fun it's it's a great ah, atmosphere to be a part of
2: a lot of psychology there.
1: <laughs> there there really is and you know and even talking I like I like when I interview the kids I ask about the game and I always say I'm going to change gears now what's the best thing you got for Christmas because I want to ah. re- remind them that they are 17 years old or younger you know they're, they're, they're kids. And and there is that part of it, too. So I just want to kind of stay with that to some extent. So it's it's a fun thing to be a part of. And they do a great job, an exceptional job, putting on that tournament. And there's, I think, 54 boys' teams and 64 girls' teams. And it is go, go, go.
2: Wow, that's phenomenal.
1: Yeah, so it was great. So in the midst of all that, we have reached episode 15 of our process. Our process includes 10 chapters. Uh, 10, sorry, 10 practices in 52 chapters. And before we get on to uh, chapter 15, we're going to turn the clock back, and we're going to take a look at chapter 14, uh, the review of make, um, I will, I can, I am your new standard. And um, our homework for that was to take a note card or a sticky note, or a couple of them, write down four power phrases with the last being, I am blank, filling that in, and then put them in three different places where you'll see them. And the intent of the exercise is?
2: The intent of the exercise is I am is the most powerful way to talk to yourself because that's about who you are and your identity. And so it's about mentally conditioning yourself to, to be more of what you'd like to be in the new year or to uh, even own those strengths that you already have inside you.
1: And I love the way it's set up. Make I will. You say, you're, you know, this is what I want to do. It's aspirational. I can. It's a little bit more of a plan. And then I yeah. am telling right. yourself, you know, what you are and, and, and giving yourself that, as you said, power phrases, things to remind yourself instead of letting those doubts uh, creep into your mind.
2: Absolutely. And we talked about like how those are just automatic, right? That we don't always choose those automatic negative thoughts. So we need to make sure we have something to combat uh, that with. And maybe it's like, maybe you are playing hockey over the, the, you know, the break, right? And it's like uh, making sure that you're telling yourself exactly how you want to play. And those I'm statements can really help you show up the way that you want to in those moments where, you know, it's really important for you to do well, or maybe it's a presentation or a, a, a interview, it could be a lot of different things.
1: And I think that, you know, the, your, your, your point is great in, in, a, in a tournament situation, too, where maybe if you're on a high school team, and maybe you play on You know, Thursday, game on Thursday and a game on Saturday, or game on Tuesday Mm -hmm. and a game on Saturday. Here you're playing three games in as many days. So you know that the coaches are going to roll more lines. They're looking for people. What a great opportunity for someone who's maybe on third or fourth line to step up and say, you know what, I'm worthy of more ice time.
2: Absolutely. And the I am statements are powerful because it really helps build your confidence and remind yourself who you are. And many times because you know, we might feel nervous or anxious in those moments where maybe we get to play a little bit more. The I am statements are, are really how we want to think to ourselves. Um, and that helps build our confidence and our motivation.
1: You know, and I was thinking about this and, and my thought was, we all want to hear other people tell us, you know, how good we are. I mean, we want that affirmation. Right. But you're not going to hear it from somebody else until you hear it from yourself.
2: Mm, that's wonderful. You
1: you know, you really have to say it to yourself first. I am one of the best players on this team. I am good enough to play at this. And if you don't have to say it, you don't have to verbalize it to anybody else other than yourself. But if you start to say it for for yourself, then you're going to start hearing it from other people.
2: And I think sometimes we rely too much on what other people think about us. And maybe we rely too much on this coach like me or, you know, we rely on someone else's statements about ourselves. But, you know, I am, and these statements I will or I can are really what you can tell yourself. And that's what's most important. And uh, our con- we shouldn't rely on other people to build our confidence. We can rely on ourselves. And that's one of the ways that we can do that.
1: Well, as far as the practices, the 10 practices go, we're still in uh, practice number three, which is master your thoughts. Mm-hmm. And chapter 15 is reframe your way back on your game. And yes. you start this uh, with, a, with a, uh, a, a, an example of somebody that you worked with, Maddie.
2: Yes, I would love to tell you the story about Maddie. So when I first met Maddie, she was a high school junior, Uh, it was right before her junior year and uh, actually in her junior year, she tore her ACL. And so uh, her season ended really abruptly. And she came to me because she was really struggling. And that actually happens a lot, Tim, with when athletes are um, experience like a season ending injury. They can really question themselves or experience a lot of anxiety or doubt, just wondering if they'll get back. So it's not uncommon for people who have injuries like this. And so we actually started working on her mental toughness and we started mental training with her. And, you know, she experienced a lot of um, automatic negative thoughts like most people would when they're, when they have a seizing injury, like, you know, why did this happen to me? Um, I'm never going to get back. She really questioned if she could. And we really started talking about cognitive reframing. So that means where we create different meanings, we create alternative lenses or ways that we can see these situations. We can change our viewfo- viewpoint. That's really what reframing is about. And it's about intentionally choosing to see things differently. Um, and what was really cool is, uh, you know, after several sessions of us working together, you know, in her injury, we started healing. You know, she came back and she said, you know, Syndra, I know I can do this, I'm ready to get back at gymnastics even better, stronger than ever, and that this actually was kind of the setback that led to her comeback. So that was one of her power phrases, like my setback is my comeback. And so this event made, it, made her actually more motivated, more excited to come back her senior year, more excited to come back and kind of reach her goals of making it to the state meet, and she made it to the state meet. So she achieved her goals, And I think she learned a lot about herself along the way, just, you know, her and her ability to um, later deal with challenges, more challenges that came her way. But this setback really allowed her to come back even stronger.
1: It it did indeed. And um, you, you say in the book, Maddie and I did what psychologists refer to as cognitive reframing. We created alternative ways to see her life her gymnastics and her future. You go into what reframing does, and and at the end of the the, the page, um, which carries over to the next page and is all in caps on pages 91 to 92, if I may, you say, and I love this, but here's the deal, and then you get into all caps. The world is what we make it, so we can change our lens at any time. Reframing helps us to stay stoked and excited despite hardships, no matter how awful things might feel in the moment. It also helps us overcome obstacles like the loss of a job, poor performance, or a season-ending injury. Everybody is going to experience these things. Everybody's Absolutely. going to get hurt. Everybody's going to have a poor performance. Everybody is going to have a setback. So what do you do when these things happen? This is where we get into process. And, and I came to come back to a word that I would put on the outline that I created for the two of us. Yes. Back to the idea of intent and being intentional and yeah. this really requires you have this toolkit that you you're helping us build because now we know how to reframe these circumstances
2: and i think intention really means purposeful like can you purposefully see whatever difficulty you're going through right now and maybe it's something small maybe it's something big can you see it as a gift can you see it as something that's going to help you when you you know maybe it's going to teach you to have that thick skin or help you do, to deal with feedback a little bit better like maybe that's the thing that's going to lead you to your ultimate goal or or what you want to do in the future. And uh, a little update on Maddie's story, Tim. So yes. um, this was just kind of the first part of a difficulty she experienced. So the night of, her, of the state meet, she was driving home and she was hit by a drunk driver. Oh no. Yeah, and it was really devastating. She could no longer, um, you know, she wanted to compete in college either as a track and field athlete or a gymnast, and she couldn't do that any longer. Um, and the person who hit her actually passed, so it was really, really devastating. Um, and I interviewed her about six months after the accident, and I interviewed her for just kind of an update and just because I had heard how she was really using this reframing and some of these mental principles that she, we, you know, we had, uh, she had learned in mental training. So this was, you know, a couple years later, and she's using these skills to help her get through the most difficult part in her life. And she actually said to me, Tim, she said. I know that this happened, you know, for a reason. This was a gift, like this accident was a gift because it taught me something more about myself than I could ever imagined. And it led her to a career in, you know, something where it would allow people to, um, she could help people deal with injuries and setbacks, um, like as a physical therapist. So a really devastating event, she used it because of her frame of mind, she reframed it and it allowed her to be stronger allowed her to thrive in her life, which she's, you know, doing phenomenally now.
1: Wow. You know, you mm-hmm. told me off before we started that you were going to give me an update on Maddie's story, and I yeah. just did not expect that or see that yeah. one coming. Yeah. Uh, it certainly puts things in perspective. Uh, amazing. Um, on our outline, I put down how, how do the world's best use reframing? So I'm sure I stole that from somewhere in the chapter, or I read that somewhere in the chapter, but I can't <laughs> find it now as I'm looking for it. And then I went on to examples of times to, re, to employ reframing. So do you want to uh, touch on either of those sure. or both? So
2: I think we can all experience setbacks. And actually, maybe those setbacks are really allow us to come back stronger, right? Like they, They're meant to teach us something important about maybe what we want or our goals or our dreams, or they're teaching us skills that we really need to reach our goals. And so I'd say that the world's best use reframing consistently, maybe even daily, you know, if it's a small setback or a big setback. And when I think to him about like the NFL athletes that I've worked with over, you know, many years of doing mental training with them. Um, I mean, all of them have overcome a significant setback, all of them. Right. And they were able to use their mind to, to get to the, the highest level. And so sometimes we can kind of feel victim-like, like, you know, why is this happening to me? Uh, we can feel alone when we're experiencing something. But I think just by knowing that every single person experiences setbacks, every, every, and you think about someone like Maddie's situation, right? We can also do mental contrasting where we can think about, well, it could be a lot worse. <laughs> and what I'm dealing with is pretty easy, right? And, and I can, I can get through anything that I, I decide to get through. You know, I have everything I, I need inside me. And just by saying those powerful things inside of you, You know, in your own mind, can really help you reframe that and see it as like um, uh, a a comeback, or see it as an opportunity. You know, we can we can change anything we want in our own mind, and that's what's going to help us thrive and continue to get better and continue to learn and grow.
1: To have the practical application of reframing, you give Uh several examples. And if I might, a coach or boss provides difficult feedback. You missed the game-winning shot. You have a bad race, game, or performance. You don't get the job that you applied for. You're experiencing a difficulty in a relationship. You must perform or drive in rainy or snowy weather, which is what we're living in today. You don't <laughs> exactly. do well on a test or exam, or basically, down to your last one is you're in a cranky mood. I mean, right. it doesn't have to be a major life incident for you to employ reframing.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, we can do it every day. And I think that's what's really important is that we can change our lens. Um, we don't have to, and one, one thing that's also really important Tim, is we don't want to ignore the difficulty or ignore the injury or ignore what we're dealing with. That's not really going to help us because we're going to just kind of suppress it and push it away. Like for Maddie, she couldn't ignore her, you know, ACL injury. She couldn't ignore that she was in this, this terrible car accident, right? She had to face the facts. But she could still change the way that she's viewing it. And I think that's what this is really about. It's not ignore, ignoring the difficulty or the obstacle, but choosing to see it a different way.
1: And, you know, you touched on this so much earlier in the book with, with the, with the phrase, things don't happen to us, yeah. they happen for us. And this is the way to make that happen.
2: So powerful. Right. And so it mm. means that we're not taking a victim approach when we're dealing with struggles, that it's like seeing it as a gift. How can I grow through this? Um, how can I learn through this? What, how am I going to be better or stronger because of this? Uh, what is, what's the good that can come from this? And that's what I think what the best do in terms of reframing when they're experiencing obstacles.
1: Yeah, before we move on to the homework, the last uh, line you have is all of your negative events or obstacles are helping you learn more about yourself, your situation, and your desire to reach your goals. The key is to shift your perspective and view each difficulty as an opportunity to grow and learn. You're pretty wow. good.
2: <laughs> well there was a few statements in here that you read i was like wow did i write that <laughs>
1: <laughs> you did i need to I'm remind myself what.
2: and read this again <laughs>
1: I, I read the book and i swear to god tears come to my eyes it's, it's amazing it's, it's just great stuff it's just Thank uh amazing you, think think of the impact you had on maddie's life
2: uh that just gave me goosebumps
1: It's true. I mean, it's amazing stuff. And I I think about all the people that are, that are encountering this and, and, uh, and, and, you know, the people that I've, and people are going to start seeing something. Cinder and I actually had a plan and we were going to do something as far as to try to help, uh, you know, raise awareness around the book. And at the same time in in something that I want to do sincerely was to reach out to people who I respect and, and get the book in their hands because I think there's an opportunity for them to, um, positively influenced their life and the, and the people that are around there. And, and here's what happened. Cidra sold all her books.
2: I did. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we For call that a good problem.
2: You can still buy them on Amazon right now, but uh, you can't buy them through my website. So new print coming out Friday. Thank goodness.
1: <laughs> yes. So, so we're, we're waiting, but you're going to start seeing that. We're going to start seeing this program. We're going to distribute that. But getting back to this week, so now we've got uh, Chapter 15 about uh, you know, reframing and making, um, reframing your way, back, uh, your way back on your game. What is our homework for this week?
2: So your homework is to practice reframing. And so again, when you reframe, you don't ignore the injury, the difficulty, the discomfort, the problem, but instead you're seeing the obstacle is helping you. And so what I'm gonna encourage you to do at least once this week, um, and if you really want to you know, give yourself a gift, and practice this, I would encourage you to do this every day, okay? But at least once this week, um, but to push yourself, I'd encourage you to do it every day. Will you write down an obstacle you're experiencing? And then write down uh, what's, what, how is this a gift? How can you reframe it? How can you see it as an opportunity? And so um, it might be something related to your business or it might be something related to your sport. Maybe it's learning a new skill in your sport. Or maybe it's, you know, anything that, uh, that, that Tim had mentioned as an example. Maybe you have a, a bad day or a performance that goes so well. So write that out. What's the difficulty, small or big, that you're experiencing right now? And then how can you see it as helping you?
1: Um, if I might, your high-performance power phrase for this week, I use reframing regularly to keep me passionate and charged for my goals in my life. I see a setback as a
2: comeback. Nice. Maddie's own words, setback is a comeback, baby.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, I love you. Then
2: you're hearing Cedric Campbell come through right there. (laughs)
1: Uh, All right. We're on to our gritty people of the week, and I'm going to let you go first because so usually I ask you, but this time I'm just gonna tell you I'm letting you go first because we got into this recording full this disclosure. I really hadn't settled on somebody. And and as it was when listening to you, I'm like, oh, now you've given me inspiration. I do have somebody, but I'd okay. like to follow you.
2: Cool. So I know one comment that we got from the podcast, Tim, is that people really like that we're talking about business and in life and sport. And we're talking about a variety of different, you know, people who could listen to this podcast. And Um, A person I talked to this week, his name is Hank, and um, he is an entrepreneur, owns his own business, and uh, I was asking him about his 2019 and, like, the best thing that happened in 2019, and he said, well, to be honest, it was the worst year of my business, and he said, I'm just excited that there's only, like, seven more days (laughs) left in 2019, (laughs) so he didn't really have much to, to really, like, celebrate. And I was thinking about how that takes so much grit, you know, to stick with a business that, you know, there's, as an entrepreneur, it's like a roller coaster, right? There's ups and there's, there's downs. And really the psychology is so important as a business leader and as a business owner that, you know, that your business is reflective of the psychology of the person leading it. Um, and so he's been really working on his mindset and he's excited about 2020, Um, but the, why I think that he's my gritty person of the week is because I, I heard a lot of me and him, you know, that, um, that he's still sticking with it. He's, he's staying passionate about it and he's believing he's hopeful for a better 2020. Um, and I know that resonates with a lot of people who are listening because maybe 2019 wasn't perfect, right? You didn't achieve all your goals, but the key is, is that, you know, can you look forward to 2020 with excitement and passion and this belief, this hope? um, that you will reach your goals and being able to stick with it. That's really what grit is all about, Tim.
1: Well, as I said before, I didn't really have a person. And, and then I realized I really did. And, um, this is a person that I work with and because of the the gravity of, of the issues that she's facing, I'm just going to call her Renee, which is not her name. Um, and this is a hard one because as I've been business and life coaching with her. I have found out so many things about her. She is so much grittier than she knows she is and Mm -hmm. thinks that she is. And because of things that have happened to her in 2019 is looking at herself as a failure and Mm -hmm. can't see how absolutely tough, ironclad, gritty she is to have survived the things that she's come through. And wow. she, she's created a ton of content all aimed at helping other people. And, and she's having trouble seeing herself in that role because of the div- different issues that she has. And so we've had some really tough conversations, you know, about these are things that I feel like I'm not qualified you know, to help her with. I mean, it's time to, you know, I mean, I still want to work with her in those areas that I want to work with her. And there's, right. a, there's a friendship and there's a, there's a love there now because of what we've been through together. But I just really wish for her and for everyone else out there who is looking at 2020 as a new year and and this new decade as a new decade, as a rebirth or, or a do-over or a restart, to know that you can do it as long as you're still willing to get up in the morning and take, you know, put on your pants and take a step forward, you're still in the game. The game's never over until you say it is. So uh, I just want Renee to, to get that clarity and to get the reward for all the work that she's put in and for everyone else who's out there. And if you're hearing this uh, podcast for the first time, please do yourself the biggest favor you can go out and get the book Beyond Grit there's a workbook that goes with it. Um, you can reach us. And I'm about to tell you how you can do that in a moment. But, uh, uh, Sindra, we are um, almost a third of the way through uh, the, the practices. And wow. as far as the, uh, yeah, and, and not quite a quarter of the way through, uh, or about a quarter of the way through, I guess, where the, where the book is and, and as far as chapters. And I just say it every week. Thank you. Thank you for allowing me to do this podcast with you. You're so good at this. You're so good at
2: this.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And it's just an absolute joy every week to to hear you and to spread this.
2: And you know what I loved about both of our examples, Tim, is that many times our gritty people of the week are people who've achieved a lot and, you know, got this notoriety and, you know, but we both talked about people who struggled in 2019. um, And I'm, I'm hopeful people are hearing themselves in that, those stories, right? Because we've all struggled in some way, but both of them are reframing. I, both of them are excited, seeing like 2019 is their, their setback. How can they come back and stronger in 2020? Um, and I think I, I really love that we celebrated that, that it's not all about awesomeness. <laughs> you know, that it's really like we have to struggle along the way. And that's really what, how we become who we're supposed to become. And I think about reaching our destiny isn't necessarily always about these goals, but about the person that we become in the process. And, and being able to see that step to come back. Is a, is a great way to be able to, to, you know, like who you become in the process. You have to go through that to become who you're meant to be.
1: It's, it's, it's marvelous. And I, and I just want you to know, thanks to the generosity of, of Syndra, I will be, I asked Renee, instead of our regular phone call on Tuesday, and it, for us it will be the 31st, can we, can we get together? And so we're going awesome. to uh, find a mid- midway point. We're going to meet in person and she will be getting a copy <laughs> of Beyond Grit. So I know her 2020 is going to be better than her 2019 compliments of one Cinder Campoff PhD.
2: Thank you, Tim. You're so kind. My heart's going out to you right now.
1: <laughs> you are you are a giant. That's all I know. <laughs> all right. I'm going to give you the final word. But before I do, I want to thank you for joining us. The Beyond Grit Podcast, besides being a, a love fest that it's that is turned into, is actually something <laughs> that's, that's meant to help you reach your peak potential. We encourage you to check out this and the other great content you're going to find on the NSC blog page, which is called Beyond the Bench, where you can leave us your questions and your comments. You can also find the Beyond Grit podcast on Spotify and on Apple Podcast, where we ask you and encourage you to rate and review us so that we can reach and help empower more people with the brilliance of Dr. Sinclair Kampoff. For Dr. Kampoff, I'm Tim McNiff, and I'm going to give, for the final word of 2019, the doctor the opportunity to send us all into a new year and a new decade.
2: All right, everybody, 2020 is going to be the best year yet, so see your setbacks as a comeback. Let's go. Stay gritty in 2020, everyone.
0: Thank you for engaging with the Beyond Grit Podcast, where we help you reach your peak potential. You can find past episodes and other great content on the NSE blog page, Beyond the Bench, where you can also post your questions and comments. The Beyond Grit
1: Podcast is a production of the National Sports Center and Beyond the Bench.